The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. What is up, my beautiful people? This is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and this is Into the Net FC the Soccer Talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to recap the Champions League match day number three. Unfortunately, I regret to inform you that not only is my good friend and mentor Steve Adams not going to be with me tonight, but newcomer recent guest, also well-knowledged soccer expert Mr. Rod Angeles will also not be joining me. However, next week to recap the upcoming Premier League, there's a good chance that they'll both be available as I'm planning to get them both because they're both well-known in soccer. Well, I should say they're, they both know their soccer very well, so it's time to have both of them on the show simultaneously. Nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, the show must go on, so you know what? I might as well fly solo. Well, it's really an interesting match day number three, to be quite frank. You know, starting off with me watching the match between Atletico Madrid and Liverpool, and, you know, keeping an eye out on, on the games, you know, Real Madrid versus Shakhtar, you know, PSG uh, hosting RP Leipzig at home, and Ajax actually dominating Dortmund. You know, just a series of very surprising results, and this is even match day number two. But first things first, I'm going to go and start out with Manchester City destroying Club Bruges on the road. In Manchester City's case, they needed this win in the Champions League play because their previous Champions League match resulted in a 2-0 loss to Paris Saint-Germain in Paris in the September 28th, not long ago. And Liverpool, excuse me, and after that, Manchester City on October 3rd, you know, had a 2-2 tie against Liverpool on the road at Anfield. And Manchester City, just a few days ago, had a 2-0 win at home against Burnley. So Manchester City is kind of, you know, doing all right. You know, this win against Club Rouge, like I said, it, it was just so well needed. And Manchester City was just all over them. A 5-1 to one win. And, you know, I'm looking at the starting lineup. You know, it's good to see Riyad Mahrez scored twice. Kyle Walker had a goal as well. And Jao Cancelo. 
But looking at the lineup, you know, of course, uh, Mr. Pep Guardiola, who's known, you know, for making fantastic lineups. You know, in his front three, he had Jack Raylish, Phil Foden, Riyad Mahrez. In the, in the midfield, you know, having Mr. Hernandez, Bernardo Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, and then having a four-defender set. I mean, Manchester City came with all with their muscles flexed big time. So Manchester City getting the five to one win. Okay. And before I get to the standings of their group, I'm going to get to the game between Paris Saint-Germain and RP Leipzig. Well, you know what? Okay, yeah, here we go. Well, I got the PSG game here and everything in front of me. Well, it was certainly fantastic to see Kylian Mbappe score an absolutely beautiful goal on a beautiful play by the PSG attack. And so for Kylian Mbappe to, to give the, the Les Parisiens an early one nothing lead, you know, RP Leipzig was not going to go away that easily. So in the 28th minute, Andre Silva would equalize. And in the 57th minute of the game, RP Leipzig would take the, would take the lead. And I was thinking, oh boy, here we go. With only 30 minutes to go, PSG is going to have to come up with a, with a few answers. Because PSG cannot afford a loss. And thankfully, in the 67th minute, none other than Mr. Lionel Messi himself equalizes. And it's 2-2. Two to two, And then 7 minutes later, Paris Saint-Germain is awarded a penalty. And Mr. Lionel Messi takes it himself. And he successfully converts. Les Parisiens have a 3-2 lead. All they got to do is hold on to it. Which they did. PSG would go on to win 3-2. Now, there's a little something i got to talk about. It's painful because Les Parisiens were awarded another penalty. And this time, Kylian Mbappe took it. But he just he just skied it like, way over the post. Like <laughs> Another bad move for, for Kylian Mbappe. And unfortunately, you know, that, you know, that hurts him. You know, that, that worries us about his attitude and his passion and everything. But I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. I mean, yeah, he missed the penalty big time. <laughs> By skying it because you know it went so high that it was, it was just say the best way to say it, he, he, he skied it. But Kylian Mbappe scored a beautiful goal on a beautiful play by Paris Saint Germain. So you know Kylian Mbappe scored a beautiful goal, goal. Excuse me, goal earlier. Just can't talk. Scored a beautiful goal earlier. So you know what? Uh, I'm gonna think more about that than the than the penalty miss. And PSG took took the win, and now they're on top of the standings of Group A, with two wins and one draw. Manchester City is just one point below them because PSG sits on top with seven points, again two wins and a draw, while Manchester City's with two wins and a loss. That loss going to PSG, and Manchester City is six points down, and RP Leipzig is zero and three. Excuse me. It's just you know, not very pleasant seeing RP Leipzig, you know, at the bottom, you know, winless, zero and three, with a negative five goal differential. Boy, oh boy. But now I'm going to look at, you know, for Marseille's, uh, excuse me, for Paris Saint-Germain's uh, schedule in the, in the Cabernet's, uh, this Sunday, they'll take on uh, Olympique de Marseille on the road before playing Lille at home, before playing their second game against RP Leipzig, this time on the road. And November 24th, pa- pa- Paris Saint-Germain will travel to Manchester, the blue side of Manchester, to take on Manchester City. So, the Parisiens are going to have to keep it together because they're going to have to win this group in style. I mean, the fact that they already beat Manchester City at home and they got to play Manchester City and Manchester, I mean, that's going to be difficult. Because Manchester City, they will not, I repeat, they will not allow, no, no way, shape, or form, they will not allow 
Paris Saint-Germain to beat them on their home turf. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a guarantee. I really apologize. Sometimes I'm kind of starting a little bit. I guess y'all could just tell that the excitement and the adrenaline is really pumping up in my blood. All right. So now moving on. Had the PSG and Manchester City out of the way. Well, let's talk about Real Madrid before we get to uh, the game that I actually got to sit down and watch. Well, Real Madrid, there's no doubt in my mind they needed this win big time. Because their previous Champions League match ended up suffering a home loss to FC Sheriff. I mean, that was fucking humiliating. Especially for me, personally, because I'm a lifelong Real Madrid fan. Excuse me. Allergies are kicking in. But for Real Madrid, this, you know, this time to go on the road against Shakhtar, the Ukrainian club, and for Real Madrid to pick up the 5 nothing win on the road, you know, seeing uh, Vinicius Jr. score twice, Rodrigo score one, and Karim Benzema, you know, adding one final in the stoppage time. And Real Madrid's uh, first goal was actually an own goal, you know, unfortunately by a player by the name of Serhi Kristov. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, but... <laughs> But I'm looking looking at the stats, and you know, Shakhtar, you know, completed 528 passes. So that's actually pretty good. And of course, you know, and you know, the fact that they they were even able to draw a couple of corners and like that. But you know, the way I'm looking, I'm looking at the standings right now. FC Sheriff is still actually technically on top. <laughs> I would say because because of. You know, I'm. <laughs> I don't even know what to say, but you know, look, looking at the standings, it's technically a tie between Sheriff and Real Madrid because both clubs are with two wins and a loss, and they both have six points. Real Madrid has actually forced more goals while conceding only two. And Inter Milan, you know, is stuck in third with one win, one draw, and one loss. So, I mean, Inter Milan's got a little bit more to focus on, and Real Madrid's gonna have to win out the rest of their games in order to secure the top of the group. Because Real Madrid not winning this group, I mean, that's pretty humiliating. But, but Real Madrid shouldn't have a problem. And, uh, you know, speaking of uh, Real Madrid, I'm going to take a quick look at their upcoming schedule. It was good to see, well, Kamavinga didn't get the start in this game, unfortunately, which did kind of sad me a bit. But you know what? He's not going to start every single game. But on the bright side, it was good to see Toni Kroos and Luka Modric both get back in the starting lineup. It was certainly good to see Ferland Mendy back uh Playing a de- playing on the defense, it was, you know Rodrigo actually got the start, which was actually pretty good. So it's good. So hopefully Real Madrid can keep the momentum alive because, and I'm glad I took a look at their schedule because this Sunday they are on the road to take on Barcelona. <laughs> you know what's interesting is despite all the woes with Barcelona and Barcelona not doing so good, and they have to play Real Madrid at home. You know I don't care what's going on with Barcelona. This game is not going to be a blowout win for Los Blancos. I mean, I do believe Real Madrid can win this game, but it's not going to be easy. I mean, Real Madrid and Barcelona, I mean, th- this is El Clásico. This goes back decades and decades and decades. We've seen a lot of classic moments. We've seen blowouts. We've seen Real, we- we've seen Real Madrid be, bl- be blown out. But, you know, if I were Real Madrid, of course, you're on the road, and you want to take advantage of the fact that how bar- terrible Barcelona is, but... Knowing Barcelona with that mentality against Real Madrid, I expect this game to be hard fought. But I do believe Los Blancos will win. And if Barcelona wins, well, well, there's something to go on, man. Hopefully they can build on it. But 
But with everything going on with Barcelona, I just don't know what to expect. Anyway, moving on. Well, now we can get to Atletico Madrid and Liverpool. Because I've watched every minute of this game, and my God. I mean, this is what we want to see in Champions League clashes. And Liverpool and Atletico Madrid have a little bit of history, because let's not forget, in 2020, when Liverpool were the defending Champions League champions, and they got knocked out of the tournament in the round of 16 by Atletico Madrid, I mean, that is pretty freaking huge. Well, within the first 15 minutes... Liverpool, Liverpool, by the way, which was the, on the road team, this, this game took place in Madrid. Liverpool took an early 2-0 lead within the first 15 minutes, courtesy of a goal by none other than Mr. Mohamed Salah and Nabi Keita, which were actually, both goals were a five-minute span. So it's 2-0, okay? And then by the 35th minute, the game completely turns around because Atletico Madrid then scores twice to even the score. And who scores those two goals? Well, none other than Mr. Antoine Griezmann. That was cool. I mean, both goals. I mean, especially that that second goal. Tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. And it's 2-2. Two two and, I, and I get on Twitter and I tweet, I mean, what a game. And it's only been 35 minutes. So in 35 minutes, we went from Liverpool taking the lead within the first 15 minutes, and then by the th- and then 35 minutes later, another 20 minutes later, it's two to two, and, and Atletico Madrid responds. I mean, that's a match, ladies and gentlemen. So now I'm thinking, oh wow! I mean, I just can't, we, we saw a cr- crazy first half. You know, I'm really curious to see what what are we to see in the second half. Well, what we saw in the second half was really both teams fighting, but unfortunately. Antoine Griezmann in the 52nd minute picked up a straight red card for a bad for a bad hit on Liverpool's Roberto Firmino. Now looking at the play, the the red card, the straight red card was actually the right call. I don't want to say that Antoine Griezmann committed a dirty foul. It was definitely it was a dangerous foul. There's no doubt about it, but th- that's it right there. The fact that it was dangerous and the, and and obviously it's an obvious red card. It's, un- it's unfortunate that it happened, and unfortunately, because it was a straight red, that means that Antoine Griezmann is going to miss the next two games in-, in Champions League play. And unfortunately for Atletico Madrid, that means that he's going to miss the second clash against Atletico Madrid, which will be in Liverpool, and you'll miss the game, a home game against AC Milan. I mean, that's really not good for Atletico Madrid, but Atletico Madrid should still be okay. As they have all the other players, of course, there's Thomas Lemar, and of course, there's Luis Suarez. But, but Atletico Madrid shouldn't really have anything to worry about. Uh, uh, but unfortunately, from Group B is, you know, Liverpool is undefeated with 3-0. They're nine points, and they're, they're five points clear of, of, of Atletico Madrid and Porto, both of who are, um, are basically kind of tied. The way it is right now, I would say because of the goal differential, Atletico Madrid is in the, is in the higher spot. But both Atletico Madrid and Porto are both at one win, one draw, and one loss. And AC Milan, who sits at the bottom, is 0-3 with a negative three goal differential. And, you know, the game between AC Milan and Porto, you know, the fact that my boy Olivier Giroud started the game and unfortunately couldn't get anything out of it, it does hurt me. It does hurt me a bit. It really does. Because, you know, everybody knows, you know, as much as I love Kareem Benzema, 
I also have a lot of respect for Olivier Giroud. You know, I was hoping, you know, to see... And Olivier Giroud had just, you know, recovered from an injury. Getting the start in this match was good. And, you know, he took a yellow card, unfortunately. But he was he was actually substituted out. And Zlatan Ibrahimovic actually replaced him. And, unfortunately, Zlatan also picked up a yellow card. So, AC Milan is in a bit, is in a bit of a pickle. Now, as far as them advancing to the, to the next round of the Champions League, that's definitely a shot in the dark. But AC Milan can still fight for, for third place, which means they'll be transferred to the Europa League. So, so AC Milan's gonna have to get it together because AC Milan's just things have just not been going well for them lately. So we're moving on. So Inter Milan had the three to one win against Sheriff FC Sheriff, so that that was good for them. That one, and um, one second. Oh, here we go. Computer froze on me for a brief second. You know, on the, going back to the game against Liverpool, there was actually something huge about Mohamed Salah. You know. Mohamed Salah, who's been just on an absolute tear with the Reds as of late, and I got to actually got my notes right here. I'm gonna pull them up in a quick second. Oh, well, you know, and, and speaking about you know Antoine Griezmann, you know, is actually the first became the first player in a Champions League match to score twice and actually be sent off. <laughs> wow! But and unfortunately for Griezmann, this was actually his very first red card in in, in his Champions League career. So. Not good at all. Not good at all. Mo Salah actually became Liverpool's highest scorer in Champions League play. Beating the previous record that was held by Steven Gerrard. I mean, that, ladies and gentlemen, is absolutely huge. So congratulations to Mo Salah. And I can honestly say, keep up the good work, brother. Keep up the good work, Habibi. So anyway, moving on. You know, Ajax, you know, picking up a four nothing win against Dortmund at home. <laughs> and I'm looking and I'm looking at the lineups. Of course, you know, uh, Erling Haaland, you know, was also in the lineup as well and you know, Axel Witzel and you know, likes of Jude Bellingham, you know, Mats Hummels as well, Thomas Meunier. Yeah, just a bad day for Borussia Dortmund. It's unfortunate, really. And for Ajax, you know, pick up that 4 nothing win is just, you know, absolutely incredible. And I'm looking at the uh, standings, as a matter of fact. If I can pull them up right now. Ah, here we go. You know, Ajax is undefeated. It's actually now t- on top of the group. So Ajax is now is 3-0 and with a 10-goal differential, scoring 11 goals, allowing just one. Dortmund is in second. Okay. They were, you know, this was their first loss in this tournament, so there were two wins and a loss, six points, okay, but a goal differential of negative two because Dortmund has scored three goals and allowed five. I mean, they allowed four in this game, so you know they got destroyed in this game. And Sporting, the the Portuguese club, you know, that's where Cristiano Ronaldo began his first club. You know, picked up, you know, picked up a, a four nothing win against Besiktas on the road. So Sporting is sitting in third, and Besiktas is sitting at the very bottom. With a negative six goal differential, scoring two goals, allowing eight, and no points. So, unfortunately for Besiktas, it does not look good for them. But I'm still going to have to stick. I, I think Ajax and Dortmund are going to advance, and Sporting is going to be transferred to the Europa League. But at least for those three teams, there's something to fight for. But for, for Besiktas, it's. I mean, I don't know what to say. 
So, anyway. <clears throat> so, like that. So that's pretty much it for the for the first one. Uh, the other one is, of course, um, you know, Barcelona picked up a one nothing win against Dynamo Kiev, another Ukrainian team, and Gerard Piquet scored in the, in the 36th minute. You know, not a very convincing win for Barcelona. But you know, seeing you know, seeing the American, it was good to see the American uh, Serginio Dest actually get the start for Barcelona. So that was actually huge, and uh, hopefully he'll get the start against Real Madrid in the El Clasico. We also see uh, De Jong as well got the start as well, and then Memphis Depay as well. So, so Barcelona kind of came in, you know, and Gavi, of course, um, the the seventeen year old Spanish midfielder who was who was absolutely brilliant. So, so you know, there is still some talent on the Barcelona team, but you know, still, you know, the team is everything that's been going through has just been it's been very rough. So, anyway, so now we move on to. The second part of match number three, which was today, you know, Lille and Sevilla both battling to a 0-0 draw. <laughs> you know, actually, I actually was not aware. I actually completely forgot about this match, and unfortunately, I didn't pay too much attention. But this is definitely a win for Lille. And this was at home, too, and, you know, a 0-0 draw against Sevilla. So, that's pretty That's pretty huge for, you know, and the fact that Sevilla kind of dominated this game, you know, with ball possession, the passes, the pass accuracy... You know, the shots on target. Man. And Lille is actually, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and looking at this group, RB Salzburg is the only team that actually has a win. There were two wins and one draw sitting seven points. Okay. Sevilla is no wins, three, jaw, three draws. Three draws. What the hell am I trying to say? Three draws and three points. And, you know, scoring only two goals and allowing two. With this, literally a zero goal differential. And Lille is at two draws and one loss, you know, with two points. And Wolfsburg is sitting at two draws and one loss as well. So it's kind of a tie between Lille and Wolfsburg. And speaking of Wolfsburg, it seems that American young superstar Ricardo Pepe could be heading there soon. I mean, imagine if Ricardo Pepe helps Wolfsburg in their cause in the Champions League. I mean, I'm not sure when the move is going to happen, but rumor has it that it's going to happen. But there you go. Key right there, ladies and gentlemen. I said rumor has it. So in other words, don't take my word for it. <laughs> well, I'm going to leave my team for the last. You know, it's good to see Juventus pick up the win against Zenit. And, you know, looking at the lineup, it was good to see Weston McKinney get the start at Juventus as well. But, you know, looking at, at it, it'll... It was on the road too, so uh, you know Ju- Juventus truly needed th- this win. You know, and Juventus is now undefeated in this group so far, and they're actually ahead of Chelsea, who are the defending champions. You know, and looking at you know, and Chelsea, you know, having that win today, and you know, the fact that Juventus is is undefeated is actually pretty good because let's not forget Juventus beat Chelsea on September 29th, one nothing at home. With you know Federico Chiesa scoring in the 46th minute, and you know, and I'm looking at the lineups from that game. You know, Adrian Rabiot got that start, but unfortunately, Weston McKinney did, didn't wasn't in that start, but he, he did end up going in, so he did get to play. So that makes me happy. So, 
so look, not looking at the standings for, for that certain one. You know, like I said, Juventus is up, is up. Uh, you know, being a, with a three 0 record. You know, and Juventus has yet to actually allow a goal. So they've allowed. You know, so they've won three Champions League games in this group. Okay, and they've and they've kept three clean sheets in all of them. So that's actually very good for Juventus. And for Chelsea today, they picked up the win against Malmo. Malmo, by the way, is actually the club where Zlatan Ibrahimovic started his career. Now Chelsea picked up the win four to zero, but unfortunately, the bad news for Chelsea is that Romelu Lukaku picked up an injury. I'm not exactly sure what the injury is. I'm going to see if I can find out right now. I tried looking up earlier, but nothing was confirmed other than the fact that he was, in fact, injured. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, the fact that he was limping, yeah, so it's obviously got to be some sort of lower leg injury. I mean, he was clutching his shin, you know, around his ankle, so. Uh, so it's not entirely sure, but, you know, the, the fact that he got hurt, it, it just does not look good for... For Chelsea and Romelu Lukaku. I mean, Chelsea really shouldn't have to worry. I mean, losing Romelu Lukaku is actually... It's not... It's it's bad, but... It's actually... Okay, so one source uh, insists that it's an ankle injury. But, you know, this will open the door for the likes of... Uh, this will give a chance to uh, Timo Werner, you know, for one. And, you know, unfortunately for Chelsea, you know, the problem is is that... Um, well, Timo Werner actually got the start in this game is... You know, Christian Pulisic is still struggling with an injury, and that that really is painful for me, obviously, because you know, Christian Pulisic was not in the uh, recent U.S. Uh, men's national team World Cup qualifying campaign, and and it's really unclear when Pulisic will be back. But you know, Pulisic just he, the dude just cannot stay healthy, and that's that's frustrating. But but it was good to see Angelo Conte get the start as well, although he was uh, he he didn't play the entire game, but it was good to see him back and. So far, as you know, it doesn't seem like he got hurt, but you know the likes of Timo Werner. I mean, this may give him a bigger role, and in Timo Werner's case, he's gonna have to step it up. So, I mean, he has been doing well for his uh, in international duty with Germany, so he's gonna have to step up. Excuse me, step it up for Chelsea. But Chelsea really has doesn't have too much to worry about. I mean, unfortunately, the Lukaku injury hurts, and of, of course, the fact that both Lukaku and Pulisic are both hurt. It's that's two big weapons, you know, gone. So. But Chelsea is loaded, so Chelsea really, they, they really have nothing to worry about. Now I'm looking at the game Bayern Munich versus Benfica. Well, Bayern Munich, you know, it was a quiet second half, and, you know, Bayern Munich finally exploded. I should say, well, they finally got it together, you know, with 20 minutes left in the game when Lero Sané finally found the back of the net and made it 1 nothing. And Lero Sané actually went on to score a brace. And Robert Lewandowski added a goal of his own, and unfortunately, uh, Benfica found that, put the ball in the back of their own net, which gave a an own goal. So Bayern Munich winning four to zero. And looking at the lineup, well, it was good. To, it's good to see the the three Frenchmen in, in, in the defense: Dayo Opumecano and Luca Hernandez. Both you know got the start, and unfortunately, they both picked up a yellow card. Benjamin Pavard actually played as well, but. He ended up being substituted out, and and, and speaking of Benjamin Pavard, th- things have just not been going well for the guy lately. I mean, unfortunately, his performance has been, you know, very disappointing, and that's not just with Bayern Munich, but but also with the French national team. I mean, you know, from what I'm told is that you know he and Paul Pogba apparently had gotten into an argument because you know of Pavard's you know poor play and. And it seems that Pavard, his behavior recently has actually not been good. And 
based on based on something that I saw, you know, because he responded to the so-called criticism, he really, you know, you know, I I gotta take a look at it again. You know, I'll pull up some of these right here. I mean, Pavel goes on to claim that he's a better defender than Liverpool's Trent Alexander-Arnold. Ah. And of course, you know, a day ago there's a story that says that Benjamin Pavel criticized Didier Deschamps for trying to make him attack. I mean, I'll be honest, I was surprised to see that in the two Nations League games, Benjamin Pavel was a t- was deployed as a mid- midfielder. I figured it's because, you know, because of his the brilliant footwork and 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 his speed. I'm I'm guessing that's why. I mean, Overall, I guess, you know, if it worked, then I wouldn't mind him being a midfielder because, again, like, his speed and his footwork, you know, speak for themselves. And, you know, of course, you know, <laughs> Gold.com actually said, Pavel responds to Pogba's on-pitch rant and admits he's, quote, less sexy than Alexander-Arnold and Hakimi, Haki- Ashraf Hakimi, who plays uh, for Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, I mean, Pavel's going through a lot, and... Okay, and, and now another one. Bavarian Football Works says that Bayern Munich Pavel said he's better than he's a better defender than Hakimi and Alexander Arnold. So it kind of seems that Pavel has gotten arrogant. Well, he he needs to cut that shit out. So. And now you know, get for get French football news is saying that Benjamin Pavel actually said that uh, that Pogba quote apologized for reacting that way. I mean. I would imagine that Pavard and Pogba, you know, spoke after the game, after the, you know, especially after France won the Nations League, they spoke and like that, but you no, know, overall, Pavard just has not been doing very good at all, and, you know, unfortunately, that's going to affect his, uh, his chances to represent France, because we all know how France is, that there's always, you know, all that talent, there's always somebody that can actually take over if he's not called up, so... But, you know, I'm going to, well, if SB Nation says... Ex- there's a story about what really happened between Pogba and him and Pavel in the Nations League final. Let me see. So we all know that's where they kind of went at it. Really, really unfortunate, honestly. Well, anyway, I mean, oh, well, the. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. None of this makes any sense. This story doesn't really make much sense, anyway. Oh boy, well it was obviously a lack of communication, and they were obviously not on the same page. So we'll, we'll we'll basically keep it as that. So now we can move on. Kind of got distracted this whole thing with Pavel because you know when we think of Benjamin Pavel, we we obviously think of the goal against Argentina back in the 2018 World Cup. You know that high speed volley that that equalized for France and that kind of really saved France and. We all know that goal went on to be the goal of the tournament. So, of course, when we think of Pavel, we think of exactly that goal. But but things for Pavel just have not been going very well at all. Well, so now when we get to my, honestly, a game that really had me nervous because it started out terribly. But somehow, the second half went completely different. I am talking about my club, my English club, Manchester United. Who's just you know? It's just been absolutely repulsive, repugnant, and disgraceful of of performances as of late. Ladies and gentlemen, it, it, it is not so. T- it is not easy being a supporter of Manchester United. It, it, it's not at all. Okay. 
Because Manchester United, their last Premier League win was September 19th. They have lost to Aston Villa at home. They drew against Everton at home. And they lost to Leicester City on the road, which snapped that long that long streak on the road where Manchester United had not lost. And looking at the standings of the Premier League, Manchester United is in 6th place. I mean, where they sit right now, no Champions League, no, no Europa League, no nothing. That is unacceptable. And now, again... There's a lot, a lot of Manchester United supporters are calling for the sacking of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I have to admit, now speaking of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, I, I finally cracked on that. Like, I said, look, at this point, if we have to fire him, then I guess we have no choice. But the problem is we still don't know who's who can replace the man if we sack him. Look, I honestly do. I mean, going to this game, after, the, after our loss to Leicester City, I was like, really like, yeah, I mean... Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, his his days of managing Manchester United are, are numbered big time, and it's it's unfortunate, really, because you know you think about it, you know who could take over, and obviously right now Antonio Conte, you know who's actually unemployed, he comes to mind. Somebody, believe it or not, somebody suggested Joachim Lowe, the former manager of the German national team. I'm not too sure about Joachim Lowe. I mean. I, I, I'm not too sure, but I, I don't think that Joaquim Lowe would actually be a good fit. I mean, and no disrespect, I'm not saying Joaquim Lowe is terrible. It's just, you know, managing domestic club, you know, is a lot different than international duty. But, I mean, if, if we went with Joaquim Lowe, then I would just sit down and see. well, let's see what the man's got. Let's see what he's got. Let's give him some time, and, th- and, th- and then we'll get to that. But, other than him, you know, Mr. Joshua Swain actually had a couple of names in mind, but you know the fact that the Manchester United front office has assured us that they are fully backing Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and have no plans to sack him in the near future. So, of course, how many times have we seen clubs say that when their manager is struggling, and then just a, just a few weeks later they actually end up firing him? So, so I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna buy anything. From the Manchester United uh, front office, I'm not gonna buy anything they say. I'm just gonna sit back and and see what happens. But but this game, I mean, the fact that Atalanta after 30 minutes had a two nothing lead, I was like, dude, this is it. This is it. Like we're not gonna win this game. I mean, you know, when we were losing two nothing, I was looking at the standings of our group, and we were at the very bottom. The very bottom. We would have been. With one win and two losses at the very bottom. That, ladies and gentlemen, is embarrassing. But thankfully that did not happen because the Red Devils got it together in the second half and they won 3-2. to 3-2. Two. Three to two. It started with Marcus Rashford finally found the back of the net in the 53rd minute in a beautiful play. I saw that goal in the highlights. Just absolutely incredible. So I'm like, okay, it's 2-1. to one. Still got plenty of time, but we got to equalize. 75th minute. Who else? Well, I shouldn't say who else. Surprisingly, Harry Maguire scored. Harry Maguire and scored beautifully too. And from a pass from a teammate. Okay, so it's two to two. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. We can, we still have 15 minutes. We can still win this if we if we keep trying. And six minutes later, who else? Now I'm gonna say who else. But who else? But Cristiano Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, 
off of a header, puts the ball in the back of the net, and Manchester United jumps on top. And then the up the standings update. Okay, so Manchester United goes from sitting at the bottom of the standings to now being on top of Group F of the Champions League. We went from sitting fourth place, now we have jumped to first. I mean, that's incredible. So now Manchester United has two wins and one loss. Okay. So that's two consecutive wins in Champions League play, beating Villarreal 2-1 in the previous meeting. Okay. So Manchester United, they have to keep it together. It's it's still going to be a long run, but they got to keep it together. Because the fact, the fact of the matter is, just a few days from now, Manchester United is playing Liverpool at home. I mean, as a matter of fact, the next two um, Premier League games, they play Liverpool this Sunday, and then next Saturday, October 30th, they're going to play Tottenham on the road. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. And Man U is going to have to find a way to win, and the, the odds are not in their favor. I mean, to say that the odds are not in Manchester United's favor... Ladies and gentlemen, that would be a hell of a major understatement. I mean, Manchester United is in, is in a pickle, to say the least. It's in a fucking pickle. So, so they're going to have to build on the fact that they came from behind to win 3-2. They're going to have to build on that, okay? And as tough as Liverpool is, the fact that this game's at Old Trafford, Manchester United's going to have to think, like, you know what? Liverpool may be tough, but we're just going to have to be better than them, okay? Liverpool's got weaknesses, Liverpool does have weaknesses, but it's going to be tough to uh, contain the likes of Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane along with Roberto Firmino and all the other talented players that they've got. But Manchester United is going to have to be ready for anything. They're going to have to find a way to win. I mean, a draw, a draw is, is no longer acceptable in Premier League play, especially in their current position. They need to win, win, win. As a matter of fact, they need to start a winning streak in Premier League play, whether it's at home, it's on the road. The bottom line is, they need to settle for three points and three points only. Manchester United has no choice in the matter. But they can take a bow because this 3-2 win is impressive. But like I said, they're going to have to build on it. Ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available to you on all streaming platforms including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me this evening. And I will see y'all next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.